Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me. Ahoy hoy to the hoy hoy hoy, Nate Langson. <laughs> and me, Ian Morris. That comical intro should set the scene for this week's podcast because it's... I could I couldn't come up with anything. I just got a short notice, but uh, I, I feel bad now. It's not been a radically busy week in the world of tech news in the UK. That is. Well, you say that, but some met- t- Tory MPs have said some stupid things again. They, so. they have, and we're not and and about tech, sort of, sort of. But 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 not but not mostly. I think that's that's key. No, we are all right. It has been a bad week. If you there's been a lot of very interesting technology news. Certainly, there's been Musk and Twitter and yes, other. But we don't and, really need to talk about that, do we? And other things. Kate asks in the live chat, "Are tractors tech?" Well, I think you're about to find out that even if they're not, <laughs> there's a very yeah, compelling way to make them tech. And- Have you seen a modern tractor? To describe them as anything other than tech is ludicrous. They are incredible machines that, by and large, drive themselves. Yeah, they had... Um, Absolutely remarkable. A bit of talk about that came up in Clarkson's Farm, which I'm looking forward to the return yes. of, I have to say. I think that's one of yes. the best things Jeremy Clarkson ever made. It's true. Um, Clarkson's Farm. It is true. Well, before we diverge too much, I'm afraid we have to address the elephant in the room here, don't we, Ian? There's... um. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. a problem. Hello, Nelly. A, a problem occurred um, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, and I accidentally slandered somebody. And I need to apologise for this um, because I don't want to get sued. So I thought I would start off the show and bring it down. Um, and this is this is what happened. I insinuated. I have to go according to the script here. I insinuated that my grandmother once wanted to have a shower with the newsreader George Alagaya. <laughs> I've been reliably informed by my mother that that is not true. And actually, she fancied George Alagaya, and my mum told her that she should have a cold shower in order to get over the crush. So uh, in my memory, this was quite some years ago, and in my memory... Uh, it was that my grandmother, God rest her soul, wanted to shower with George Alagaya. Not true. Needed to have a shower to get over the the um, you know, the 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 somewhere George Alagaya is listening to this in the future, perhaps, um, and sort of doing that. Uh, you have never watched the rest of the development, but anyone will know the uh, the sad George Michael, um, uh, it, it, and he'll be doing that. Yeah, because he would. He thought that he had a fan who wanted a shower with him, and that's been cruelly taken away from him. So I don't know who you've wronged most in this Alagaya Gate. Well, I just, I feel, I just feel it's in my interest as a as a journalist, uh, a, as a grandson, as a human, that if I make an error and insinuate that a grandparent uh, deceased though she may be, uh, once wanted to do something that in fact she didn't, uh, it behooves me to to correct that error. So I have done. 
So apart- well, I think that's fair, but I mean, you're not under legal obligation to do so because the dead don't have rights. So this is true. This is true. You know, yeah. they can't sue for particularly the laws that you're talking about, slander and uh, yeah, the other one. Yeah. What's it called? Libel. It's, Libel. it's good that you don't yeah. know that word. <laughs> it's very good. It's drilled into my head. Anyway, well, of course. As um, we also had an interesting piece of feedback that came in last week from James. Uh, it's a very short email. Uh, the subject line <laughs> was inflatable cars. Now, this is something that came up because I mentioned that wouldn't it be a good idea if cars were inflatable? This was in the context of driverless cars and collisions. Uh, James simply says, awesome suggestion. That's why we listen to your show, James. (laughs) I'm not sure if it is, but it might be. Um, And I'm not sure if that's an entirely sarcastic reply. That's what I wondered. (laughs) I suspect it isn't. I suspect it isn't. And Ian B in the live chat says it's not a bad idea. So... I mean, I believe that things have have been investigated, but it's very difficult to make a car inflatable. I would imagine it's a challenge. And I imagine Volvo, famous, of course, for the safety of its family saloons, has probably explored the possibility and concluded that 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 essentially covering a car with with one large balloon is not going to be as efficient as a good well, airbag and a you know braking system that functions. I do now have some recollection of an an idea to put airbags on the outside of cars, but I don't know whether I've dreamt that or not. Doesn't seem like um, a something terrible idea. It sounds like a tomorrow's world kind of thing, you know, where you'd you'd have something in the bonnet that inflated if there was a pedestrian impact. But I don't know. It's probably too difficult to do. Yeah, but I'm I'm pleased that it at least struck a chord with uh, with with one listener. Um, if you have any other views, of course, anyone on inflatable cars, or indeed what else you would like to see inflatable or made inflatable in future, um, that would be that would be fantastic. Ian in the live chat, a different Ian, Ian B says a bouncy castle on wheels doesn't sound that hard. Well, <laughs> challenge accepted, Ian. Off you go. Go and <laughs> seek some venture capital funding. The private equity markets are rather, um, you know. A cavalier approach to to controversial ideas right now, so you'll probably get the funding. Um, but uh, we'll come back to that uh, later on in the show. Of course, we are going to be talking about how a woman needed firefighters to be rescued from a toilet she dropped her phone in. Uh, if that doesn't set the scene for how little UK tech news excited Ian and I prior to recording, then I don't know what does. Um, let's start though with um, something you may have heard about. An MP told the BBC he's going to resign after admitting watching porn twice in Parliament. Now, and while that doesn't immediately strike anyone probably as a technology story, uh, I think we have to remember, as I said, it's been quite an uneventful week. Uh, But there is a twist here. The MP in question said that it had been a moment of madness. Quote, the situation was that, funnily enough, it was tractors I was looking at. Now, when I first read that, I honestly did laugh out loud. I did a, I did a lull, as, uh, as you'd say. Yeah. Uh, because in my head, he wasn't Googling tractor news or combine harvester innovations, but steamy X-rated tractor on tractor action, um, you know, which is not an unfounded uh, assumption, I think. There is a woman in this world who married a Ferris wheel. Uh, there's a man in America who took a, took a car for a lover. I actually watched a, a clip of him coming out to his father this morning um if you want to lose all faith in humanity i suggest googling that um but that's not what happened here uh, what happened here is even harder to get your head around in a, in a way weirdly um how and, and this is a question for you ian how even in the wonderful world of the internet can you get from a website about tractors famously not that sexy uh, to hardcore super sex famously quite sexy 
like how do you how do you transition from from reading about let's say a, a John Deere eight series uh, a model with e auto power transmission the first electromagnetic uh, electromag mechanical split path IVT with infinitely variable transmission that provides maximum reliability and durability to also purely for instance two ladies kissing a gentleman up the legs I don't <laughs> I, you, uh, I don't know how you do you that. don't you don't it's made up do you is that what you think. Yes, because I because I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence. I I feel because like it's it's been possible in the past to accidentally stumble onto something on the internet. <clears throat> no, let me let me explain. If you go to a site that hosts um, adult entertainment, they very often have a warning. Uh, this is eighteen plus, um, so it, you'd know. But what if it wasn't? This is this is the thing. I was trying to think of. Of, what you think he ended up on Imager or something? I'm tr- yeah, exactly. I'm trying. Or Reddit. To, I'm trying to think of: Are there any pornographic websites that have, let's say, a typo of of tractor in the name? Because I can't, I can't think of how you would. Because you know, a lot of websites, particularly um, you know, drive by oh. Bitcoin miners, <laughs> they, well. they, they they prey on they they prey on typos to try and accidentally get you to you know to visit their if you, their link form rich in the if, live if, chat if, says maybe he was looking for corn hub someone someone actually said that on twitter i noticed and in fact there is a corn hub and it does have a faux porn hub look to it okay interesting there is also uh, a it, pun hub on on instagram which is a great source of puns well what i was going to say is if you type tractor porn into google i won't the first result is for porn hub you're joking nope but that would also require someone to go out seeking it which again i don't i mean people do casually use um now i'm accidentally watching no i'm not really um people do accident people do use porn as a you know like um uh, how, how to how to describe it you know like it's often used as a word isn't it uh you know like um kate in our live chat says they've blatantly bid on that word today that's a fair point. It's actually, I will say, it's not an ad. Oh, okay. um, it's because uh, I block all those, um, and in fact, Ghostery, I think, does a really good job of stripping ads out of Google search results. Um, and this is an organic result. Um, so yeah, uh, it, you, they probably have been on it, and the Cornhub people are probably having a riot. Um, I just don't think it's. I just don't know how possible it is to 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 do that um i can imagine well, yeah, that's you, what you mentioned I mean, you, people, you mentioned people, imager or, or you or reddit or or twitter or something and it is certainly possible and this is part of what the online harms bill has been about and all this other stuff to accidentally um fall victim to seeing some something unpleasant that you weren't expecting but if you are looking for something as famously unerotic as a tractor then I find it difficult to know how that is the kind of keyword that would lead you to pornographic content. I remember when I was at Wired, we wrote a story about how, um, sorry, not Hermione Granger, um, Emma Watson was the most dangerous celebrity to Google just because of the the sheer number of websites that purported to have photos of her nude um, and therefore... um, if you were to search for them, you would likely end up with malware on your computer, more so than if you Googled any other celebrity nudes. 
Well, the, the BBC has a story on this with a video, which obviously I can't watch. It says it's only 16 seconds long. Neil Parrish tractor search can see how it led to porn, says MP's friend. Devon County Councillor, friend of Neil Parrish, Colin Slade, has said that he can see how searching for tractors on the internet could lead to a porn site. It comes off the disgraced MP made claims about he was came, came to be watching adult content in the House of Commons. Um, I, you're just going to have to wait 16 seconds. Hold on. Um. I mean, something that does kind of um, leave us um, without much of an argument is that the MP did also tell the BBC, my crime, biggest crime, is that on another occasion, I went in a second time. And that's not a euphemism. That is, um, he meant that he did it on purpose the second time in comments. Yeah, I mean, I, he probably did it by, on purpose the first time. I, I don't know why he needs to, feels the need to say that. It's ridiculous. Well, um, it's a, it's a shame. He admitted that the second time had been deliberate, yes, and that uh, it had happened in the House of Commons while he was waiting to vote. Uh, he said that we Here's did a was question, though. Absolutely, totally did, wrong. Um, was he was he on 4G or 5G? You know, like, if, if he was on the House of Commons Wi-Fi, they should be blocking that stuff, surely, as they're so into the idea of blocking everyone else's internet. Probably wasn't on the Wi-Fi. Honestly, don't know well, what that's Wi-Fi what they have in the Commons. Oh, I'm sure they do have Wi-Fi. I mean, they're encouraged and allowed to use tablets and phones in, in the chamber these days after many years of not being allowed to. I'd love to know what the SSID is for, for the Commons Wi-Fi, and, and even more so, I'd love to know how fast it is. It's probably Commons underscore Wi-Fi yeah. and something dull like that. I might and the swing password by. Will be... I'll sit, swing by and see how close I can get and see if I can join the Wi-Fi. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I re- reckon those stone walls are fairly effective at keeping the Wi-Fi inside, to be fair. Maybe. I don't know. It does have a lot of glass. Uh, Well, we've all been there anyway, I think, waiting to cast a vote, only to be... Someone will know. Someone will have been to the House of Commons and seen the Wi-Fi. Yeah, probably probably lots of my colleagues who I can just ask on Monday Monday morning, given that 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 they work there. Um, (laughs) Well, anyway, if, um, if you've been overcome by a lustful urge born from the sinful desires of the flesh... Um, and accidentally looked at porn or tractor erotica. Um, just remember, there's a there's a time and a place, and neither of them it's it's neither lunchtime nor the House of Commons. Um, so we'll see how this this plays out. Um, before we move on, though, there was something else yes. that Ian mentioned reading about where uh, this is a completely different subject now. That British gas has has averaged the cost of wattage from different manufacturers' models of product to work out how much a vampire uh, how much how, how much vampire devices electronic products in our homes are using over the course of a year in terms of energy and, and cost and they've at ad- they've averaged it out and that it's it's something like 140 quid a year mm, in- it's not true though it's not true no not true at all why is it not true uh, it's it's come from British Gas, so obviously it's a publicity thing. They're obviously trying to justify their own profit margins by saying that uh, it's consumers' faults for leaving things like TVs on. In fact, the EU rules are quite specific that things with standby must use less than half a watt. Um, and smart TVs get a slight exception, but it's still in the order of one or so watts. Uh, people have done maths on this and have uh, have calculated that you know most things you would struggle to get a few pounds of usage um and certainly 24 pounds is not it i think someone did a calculation that the thirstiest tv might be five pounds or something like that um on standby it's just it's left on standby it, yeah, i remember yeah yeah left on standby it's, it's just nonsense it, it it's one of those things i mean we're all familiar with this um concept of 
people doing surveys and that kind of stuff to generate publicity. And I think this is even more obnoxious in a way uh, because it, it comes at a time when people are genuinely struggling and it's come from an energy company that has the power to make changes if it, if it's so desired. Um, but surely this is coming from the, the point of maybe turn things off to their, to, in order to use less power. Yes, that's fine. I've no problem with that. Um, and you will save some money. Uh, the, the point is, I think, you know, there's a, there's a couple of issues going on here. First of all, the, what I saw online had suggested that it had come from an American study where America obviously has completely different rules on electricity usage and a completely different attitude to it because, you know, America generates a lot of its own electricity. It's much cheaper there. Um, you know, they worry less about it. And, and the devices are different, you know, a completely different setup. Um, so, yes, you know, that, that that it's possible that in America that would be the case. You could say, but of course, they're not paying the same rate of power. Now, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to struggle to find the actual um, numbers related to it. But I can tell you that people, um, well, Martin Lewis has done something about it. Um, pe- you know, people are just being misled here. And I'm not saying you shouldn't turn things off and investing in some smart plugs to do that automatically when you go to bed is a really good idea. You could have a routine, you could say device, switch everything off and that would be great and it you know that would reduce your risk of fire perhaps which is nice uh, there's lots of good reasons to do it and obviously saving any any energy is worth doing um but it's it's just if people think they're going to be saving 73 pounds a year on a, on a hi-fi system or the skybox they're deluding themselves well it's a bit it's a bit it, that's a bit more let's just go through some of the figures here um TV, these are the figures that British Gas worked out, um, averaging from different manufacturers this is. So a TV, uh, £24.61 a year uh, is is how much it will cost you over the course of a year to leave a TV on, on average, on standby. Uh, Set-top box on Sky or Virgin Media could be £23.10. Um, I'm going to cut the pence out because it's not as interesting. Um the uh, games consoles are about 12 quid computers are about 11 pounds a microwave 16 pounds a shower about a tenner washing machine just under a fiver printer just under four pounds and a phone charger just the phone charger itself uh, just over just over a pound uh, and that's that adds up in, in total amongst some other things to to about 150 pounds a year um i mean that's a shame i mean est who is est Saving trust. Oh, right. Uh, said that between 9% and 16% of electricity consumed in homes is used to power appliances while they are in standby mode. And I don't know what uh, the answer is here. Kate in live chat says, on Radio 2, they were talking about turning your Wi-Fi router off to save money. No chance. Um, or are no. they suggesting we turn washing machines off at the plug? Because that's quite difficult to do. They're usually behind the washing machine. They often are. And again, you know, yes, you know, get some smart plugs if you want. But again, that's not cheap. You're not going to... The way I look at this is obviously the same as I'd like to have solar panels fitted, but it's going to take me a very long time to recover any meaningful cost benefit to that. Uh, And am I going to be, you know, wasting more money and natural resources by doing it than a recoverable? Um, It's very difficult to say to someone who's struggling for money, go and buy yourself a £20 smart plug and use that when they probably don't have the money to do that um it you know it's um it's it's ludicrous the uh, yeah so the energy saving trust said you could save a modest 35 pounds this is from the guardian by turning off devices in standby um that's from a 2013 report not insignificant because that would feed you know you could feed a family for a week on 35 pounds 
if you shop smartly. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely could. Yeah. And um, and of course, again, there's nothing wrong with it. I will say this. It is not a great idea to turn off an OLED TV. Now, I will admit also that it's probably not I, it's unlikely that people struggling to find money for an electricity bill would have an OLED TV. They are amongst the most expensive screens. But they also do things overnight where they do wear levelling and, and stuff like that. So they, they account for which pixels have been used the most and do some stuff to make sure that the panel wears evenly. Um, and that happens when the TV is on standby. Plus, of course, you've got things auto-updating overnight when you're not using them, which is handy. Um and and generally the cost of that is relatively small and i like you would there's no way i'm turning off my router i'm not gonna shut off my raspberry pi although i suppose i could because actually i'm not using it overnight but you know it's it's all a lot of effort to go to and i'm not a big fan of shutting things down at the mains without actually shutting them down properly uh which could cause further problems but yes you know if you've got a microwave and it's all it's doing is showing you a clock and you think you can save a few pence well there's no harm turning it off at the wall but you're not going to save the kind of money that the press were reporting and unfortunately that story is everywhere and has been challenged by very few places which is very frustrating when you speak from a journalistic point of view until now until now well we're only really doing what everyone else has said but there, well we're not there, are we though good stuff on twitter we're not i think we're providing a valuable service here i'd say it's worth about 150 pounds <laughs> where we brought it up in order to challenge it. Yeah, the Guardian seems to be pretty much the only place that's actually done anything on that. Um, so, yeah. Nice bit of insight here from Kate in the live chat, listening live. At the end of the day, as with recycling and cutting emissions, etc., it's always blaming consumers and telling us to inconvenience ourselves for the greater good when really the rising costs aren't our problem and the government needs to help people who can't afford it. That, that, that's completely right. The report, by the way, is a 2015 one from the US National Research Defence Council. Right. So uh, different country and seven anal- years old. And an analysis on homes in California. Right. Uh, where, where power is actually a big issue. They have a lot of rolling blackouts and such uh, in California. So what you're saying is that it's a big fat pile of irrelevance. It is. I mean, I'm all for people thinking about it, but also... Shout out, you know, the EU knew this was a problem and did something about it. Um, and, and yes, you know, if you've got plugs plugged in, you know, little uh, chargers and stuff and you don't use them, there's no harm turning them off. But uh, at the same time, you're, you're not going to make yourself significantly more wealthy by doing it. And, you know, the energy companies are still taking you for a ride. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> fantastic. Um, it's been a, a wonderful journey through the world of irrelevance and and pointlessness uh, and indeed coming up we'll continue that thread uh, talking about nadine dorries but let us know any devices you have that you class as vampires by sending us an email hello at uktechshow.com Well, we've already talked about the government's plans to privatise Channel 4 and put a stop to the licence fee, but the same white paper that's examining those idiotic ideas is also looking at how the government can regulate streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime. Currently... 
those streamers can pretty much show anything they like as long as it doesn't break any actual laws. Uh, the plan to move them to a model regulated in the na- in the same way that normal TV channels are would mean that streamers would need to ensure that their documentaries are both accurate and fair and that harmful material or offensive material isn't available. Uh, in practice, the legislation's probably quite unlikely to affect most streaming companies all that much. There's been a suggestion that there's been, sorry, no suggestion that they're flagrantly flouting broadcast rules um, and commercial concerns will prevent them from offering, say, porn to MPs. Uh, and only the BBC's iPlayer is currently uh, covered by the broadcast code. Uh, well, broadcaster's code, in fact, it's called. But the proposal would make a VOD code, video on demand, uh, with similar rules. The proposal's being led by professional brick impersonator Nadine Doris, who this week went on LBC to explain that Channel 4 had thrived since its privatisation a few years ago. Channel 5, it's important to note, has never been publicly owned. She may be thinking of when it was sold by Richard Desmond to Paramount, which is part of the CBS corporation honestly if you um look at the wikipedia page for channel 5 ownership you will click through about 10 different paramount organizations trying to work out where it ends up anyway it's uh, paramount uk and australia in this country interesting the white paper isn't all that bad there's um a proposal to do something about streaming rights for sporting events too which upset the british public uh, during the most recent olympics the bbc had limited access because digital rights were sold to discovery and there's a plan to clean that up uh, which is probably good news nate yeah what are you thinking well i was reading about this quite a lot this week and the thing that intrigues me is how this would be enforced right so the idea is that if you take a program that has been controversial or received complaints or something um the uh what's it goop is it goop the gwyneth paltrow oh yes. documentary like famously uh received a lot of complaints for for promoting things that that were yes that that should be bad claimed to be unethical but but the, but the thing is is like well what what would what would a service like netflix have to do like this would it be well you, you take it down because that seems a bit Just block it from viewing in the uk i would imagine but that that seems too much and and that's from someone who doesn't like pseudoscience BS. I, you know, if if it was a, an article, if it was um like a, gr- a graphic images or something, you would have a disclaimer pop up. This, you know, these claims have been challenged or um yeah, or, you know, something that shows up in a, in a lower third or or, or or what have you. That feels like, at least then you're not saying well you can't watch this because you might want to watch it because it's a steaming pile of horse waste. Yeah. Um, and and not and being told well you can't watch it because it's been challenged. Well, that's that doesn't help. That doesn't help. I am not a fan of astrology and um, homeopathy, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to watch a documentary about it. Um, no, but I think that that comes under balance, doesn't it? It's like if if they could do that, it, um, if they were then to do, I mean, doing what you said, having a lower third that says this is a nonsense claim, or you know, this this claim has not been substantiated, would kind of cover it. Or they could have interviews with other people that would, uh, you know, say, well, actually, the science behind this is zero. That wouldn't work for Goop because it is essentially just a, a marketing video for Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, you could argue that that it might be deemed as an advertorial and would be actually not allowed at all but it but it isn't um, is it i mean it is it's it's presented as an editorial it's presented yes, as, it a, is, as but, a documentary but the fact that it isn't challenged at all by actual science suggests that it isn't and that it is in fact just an, a, a, an advertorial for gwyneth paltrow and her uh, vagina uh, rocks have you seen any of these ufo documentaries on amazon and Netflix? I, no I've i'm watched not interested loads of them and they're hilarious just, because of how absolute 
I don't find them hilarious. I find them to be a massive waste of time and an annoyance, frankly. But you could, but they're not really challenged that much. It's obviously a load of rubbish. It's obviously I, stupid, uh, but it's not challenged. Maybe it doesn't matter because it's about little green men uh, rather than... Um, it's not going to affect anyone's health, I would say. Whereas some of the things that Gwyneth Paltrow has said, and I'm very, very anti Gwyneth Paltrow and her stupid organisation for this reason, are actively harmful. Uh, but then you could say that these little UFO videos might be harming someone's mental health if someone then goes on and thinks that there's a global conspiracy to cover up the presence of um, lizard people. You know, those conspiracies don't lead to good places. And and, and if you're, you know, um, oh, what's the best way? If you're mentally fragile in a way that leads you to be susceptible to these claims, uh, then it could be harmful. You could, you know, destroy your life. You do know pursuing- that uh, it's not lizard people, it's crab people. Is and it you, crab people? And there is. There, I, I genuinely believe that there are crab people. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well, that's fine. There, there, it's it's pretty clear that the, but I mean, the governments of the world are run by by crab people. I, and I suppose and one I, of I, the I, other problems. I should put that, I'm sorry. They're not. They're, they're not. They're, they're not crab. Basically, it's lots of crabs in a suit, acting as right. a person, dressed as a, a person. trench coat. You could call it a trench coat, yeah. They they have a different three word. crabs in a trench coat. They, they yeah, have a I different mean, word for it, yeah. There's a lot of very become a meme. compelling evidence that that, that that's that, that that's, that, that's actually sure. Um, I mean, actually, and uh, you've triggered something here, which I suspect you didn't intend to do. Um, but it also goes back to some of the arguments made about the BBC, uh, where people say, "Oh, you know, the BBC goes out of its way to get on, you know, people." So, for example, there are some things in the world that aren't up for debate. Like, you can't argue that there isn't racism, and you can't argue... Well, you can argue that the world is flat. But there's no evidence to suggest the world is flat. But if you... But environmental concerns, for example, most scientists, reputable scientists, agree that the Earth is undergoing climate change because of the people on it. Uh, Of course, we all know that the world goes through its own climate cycle anyway, but we are having an impact on it. Now... You, that's a pretty much as factual as science gets. Everyone's pretty happy with that. Um, but the BBC say, for example, would have someone on to say, well, actually, there's no climate change. And that's an argument because what they think they're doing is providing balance. But they're not actually doing that. They're just giving crazy people an opportunity to talk nonsense. Or, and that's unfair. I don't mean crazy people. Uh, I mean people with an agenda. Mm. So, you know, that's that, that. there comes a point where there is no balance that something is either true or false um and even science sometimes gets to the point where it's prepared to say actually we think this is a fact um i mean obviously science is a very movable thing by its very nature but you know you see what i'm saying it's not possible sometimes it's possible to overbalance something when there is no need so it is difficult and it's one of the things that causes the most problems because actually on the whole things don't fit into little neat boxes you know the 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 spectrum of truth is far wider than just yes or no 
anyway profound mate pretty pretty profound um i mean you can see why flat earthers do often think they're correct because they print out all of their evidence and paper is famously flat (laughs) in fairness part of the problem i do i i I find flat earthers as entertaining as you find the little green men people because their explanation of how there's an ice wall at the end of the flat earth and that's why no one's allowed to go to the antarctic or uh arctic i do find that very entertaining it is a very, very complicated way of pretending that the Earth is flat when, in fact, many of us have seen the curvature of the Earth with our own eyes, and there is bountiful video footage of the Earth from space. Yeah. There, which there is. they would argue is not real. They may. And if you are one of those, feel free to let us know. Send us an email, crabpeople at uktechshow.com. <laughs> Um, I, I, Will that work or not? Is that a valid email uh, address? They can send they can send it in. Crabs um, and indeed all crustaceans are welcome to email the show. But bear in mind, um, we might not read it out because we do have a clause in our contract that oh. prohibits us from peddling BS. Um, but if uh, if you have human hands, please feel free to type with your fingers or fists. Hello at UK Tech Show. Somewhere dot out there, there's three crabs in a trench coat getting very angry about this. And here is Nadine Dodd. Just want to quickly thank some patrons. We actually have a load of people listening live. We have Charlotte, Guthman, uh, Ian B, Camille, Kate, Luna, Mike. Uh, I'm not going to include myself. Uh, Rich. But Don't include me either. Quite a few other people earlier been dipping. I'm definitely not listening. Dipping in and out. Um, so thanks for those people who have uh, increased their pledge, including Guthman, actually. Thank you, mate. Um, and you can join them, get the full version of text message, ad-free. You can join our live audience. We talk about all the time. Get our sister show extra message. The complete archive of unedited back catalogue episodes, on demand, whatever. There's a lot of stuff on offer there. Patreon.com forward slash UK tech uh, and if you're and if you're one of those people you're about to hear this week's third discussion story fourth discussion story actually uh, all about a woman stuck in a toilet got a bit of feedback since the last episode we talked about the inflatable car comment at the top of the show but we had another one uh, coming from mike who said hi nate and ian one thing i'm surprised uh, subscription based services don't do is offer discounts or price lock-ins to stay subscribed mm. if you cancel or let your subscription lapse you lose your discount and have to pay the current price to resubscribe that's a, yeah that's a, i think that's a really good idea that's a good point a loyalty bonus basically oh gutherman in live yeah. chat says now tv does that okay didn't know. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. I'm not going to subscribe to Now TV. Um, I mean, not that I object, but I have Sky, so there's not really any point. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a good idea. It is. You get like you know one year loyalty bonus. I mean, lots of people do. A lot of podcasts do that. Um, hey. Yeah. Nick. In, well, now you know. Nick in the oh, chat also says say uh, that now. some subscriptions will only uh, will offer a deal after you've cancelled. I mean, certainly yeah, a lot of services true. will offer you discounts if you threaten to cancel. Sometimes you just need to dangle the threat of disconnection in front of their faces and they'll offer you a great a great package. Uh, but now you're going to get asked if we do a Patreon discount for long-term subscribers. Perhaps we should. Uh, we could, uh, but we don't. 
Uh, is it we, is there we, is there any functionality built in? Because I, I'm aware that most of the problems with Patreon are baked in. Uh, no, you can you can you can do it, but again, it's it's one of these problems where you need to be on a, a monthly or annual subscription model, which we don't do in order to make sure yeah. we don't charge people for weeks. We don't do a show, so it, it becomes a little more difficult to 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 do that. Um, but if people would really like that, then you know what to do. Let us know. Hello at uktechshow.com. Um, well, however, I, 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 I simply must move on, Ian, because it's very mm. important that we get to hear from uh, Tom Merritt and find out what's been happening in his world of tech news this week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, our first look at Europe's Digital Services Act. Dr. Kiki helps us understand how to recharge batteries that have been implanted inside of human beings. Patrick Norton breaks down the details of Apple's new self-repair program, how to make a video meeting good for brainstorming, Snapchat's new self-piloting drone, yes, I said Snapchat, and why chip shortages have been good for the Xbox but bad for nearly every other tech company. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. We have a real chip shortage in our kitchen at the moment. I don't buy them anymore. I make them out of potatoes using a mechanical potato chip maker. And according to you, so does the pub down the road from you. Yeah, the only pub in Britain that honestly ran out of chips on an evening. I do think that's brilliant. Ridiculous. Go and look at The Crown's reviews. The Crown, Broxbourne, TripAdvisor. Some great reviews. Um, Sometimes it's best to just ask when you order food from them, rather than asking them what you want, ask them what they haven't got uh, and then picking something they have. And even then, there's no guarantee you're going to get it. You know, they've run out of <laughs> chips. They've run out of all kinds of beer. It's it's almost funny. And in fact, it is funny. I think my mum has it bookmarked um, so she can go and read uh, the latest reviews. Pretty terrible. Very good. Um, however, um, pretty not terrible is uh, is DTNS. So thank you. Uh, Mr. Tom Merritt. Ian, do you have anything else you'd like to add at this juncture? No. Do you want to think of something that you might say if you if you did have something to say? Yes. Go on. wonder if YouTube would be subject to those rules on broadcasters, because that would be interesting, wouldn't it? If they had to be impartial and fair, that basically wipes out two-thirds of YouTube. Probably only if you're paying a subscription. Also, they ha- there's got to be a decision as to who... Uh, who counts as a streamer and I, I believe it is up to the culture secretary which is currently Nadine Doris to to make a call on who is subject to the rules so it- well YouTube better hope she doesn't pick on them because they, they're gonna have that's gonna be problematic yeah it would be well we'll come back to that next week um, if you've enjoyed this episode, episode, please do consider giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, we had a lovely one last week, and it would be great to get some more. Also, if you've been listening for a while and would like to step up and become a supporter, get extra message, uh, get our live streams, join us and chat with us all through the week, as so many lovely people do, um, go to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. We would love to have you, um, particularly since we lost a couple of people recently. So it'd be quite nice to get some people back. Um, I have nothing else to add though Ian I hope you have a wonderful bank holiday Monday take care everybody and remember crab people hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.